This is the God and Government Podcast. I am your host, John Steinrich. Welcome to the Free Speech Zone. Here we are, uh, post-midterm election, and going to try to break this down from a spiritual and political perspective. And as always, on the line with me is my wingman, Mark Richardson. How are you doing, Mark? Where are the clowns? <laughs> okay, have you, been, <laughs> have you been watching the mainstream media? Is that what made you sing that song? <laughs> I didn't even need to watch it. Just, just maybe checking YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I mean, what, John? What, what can, what can you say about this? I mean, it, it went from, it went from a red wave to a splash. A splash or a trickle. I don't even I don't even know. I mean, it's just one big piling steaming pile of hot mess is what this this midterm was. So, um, you know, before we go on, <laughs> I want to let our friends and fans know that we're recording on Veterans Day. Uh, so a uh, big round of applause and thanks to all of our veterans out there. And uh, if you have veterans among your friends and family, give them a hug and a thanks on our behalf and tell them to listen to our podcast because I think they'll like it. Yeah, John, I, I, yeah, I'm going to add, a, add it in there too. I sure mean, thing. pretty much everyone served, in, pretty much everybody in my family served except myself and my mom. My dad was Army. Mm. My oldest brother was Air Force. My second oldest brother was Army and my sister was Army Reserve. So they, so they, they all, they all, they all dove into the pool, took the sacrifice. So I, so I, knucklehead number three can have an opportunity to sit here and, uh, pontificate <laughs> all righty well thank you to the richardson family for defending freedom and our right to say what we want to say amen well let's just jump right in i mean there's so many things to talk about uh in you know in light of this election but i'm going to just jump in to like the most controversial thing before we break down maybe individual results but i'm looking at a cnn um, page and I know you probably feel sorry for me for having to look at CNN but I wanted to go to a non-conservative website to take a look at sort of demographic numbers for this election and what I find fascinating here uh, is that uh, let's just go to the most controversial of all topics which is race because we know that the uh, you know there are certain people who think that America is systemically racist and that uh, Republicans are all racist. But I, I'm looking at an interesting statistic that is reported by CNN that in 2018, the number of uh, black women voting Democrat was like it was a plus 85 percent. So it was like 85, 15 in favor of Democrats and black men was 76 to 24 Democrats. Interestingly enough, in 2022, in the midterms, in spite of all the noise and the crazy red wave to red trickle, whatever you want to call it, the percentage for black women voters went from 85% down to 78%. So it was a 78-22 in favor of Democrats for black women. And then for black men, 65 to 35 for really? Democrats. Yes. And this is not, you know, this is not John being pie in the sky or anything like that, or a conservative homer. This is me looking at CNN politics. So this is CNN that is reporting this. So uh, the last time I checked, and, and we've double-checked this uh, you know, with our fact-checkers, you are a black man, are you not? Yes, I am. Yes. 
Okay, so as a black man, Mark Richardson, can you help decipher what happened from 2018 to 2022 with black men and black women voters? Well, you see, now I'm I'm not as like I'm not I I don't have I don't have a uh, don't have affairs in a smoking jacket like you, John. You know, <laughs> being being, a, being an academic, I'm just you know I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm just a young kid with a dream. But <laughs> one of the things that I know, or at least I have been witness to, was when when President Obama was elected into office. Yes, a lot it's like a lot a lot of blacks were basically they were happy. You know they were. They were cheering, and yeah, I mean, to me, that that to me signified that the system worked. Mm-hmm. For all the talk about the systemic racism, I mean, we voted a black man into office twice. So you know, when you when you talk about systemic racism, you may want to just kind of kind of hit the wayback machine and look at that. But also, I think that a lot of blacks were disappointed after Obama be, became in office because they had this expectation of all all these socialist dreams that 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 had that had been explained to them that were going to take place when obama came in office and that really came out to a big large donut Mm, interesting so you're looking sort of uh like a long view you're going back you know that was 2008 that's several election cycles ago and so you're looking at like a trend over over a yeah, decade. I, I think there, I think there is a series of uh, dissatisfied, dis, dis, dissatisfied voters who are people of color. Both as I and a Latino vote has changed as well. I think slowly but surely, some of these younger, some of these younger adults that are coming into coming into their own jobs, apartments, lifestyles, are looking at the policies that the Democratic Party has placed forward. And they're not really—they're not satisfied with it. They're not happy, you know. I mean, especially a lot of blacks and a lot of Latinos are very like they're very they're very religious, very like Catholic, Christian, yes. and and they're not exactly on board with this whole you know abortion to like the day before the kid's born policy that the Democrats seem to be uh, seem to be holding on pretty tight to. Yes. What, what's you interesting know, too, you you mentioned Latino voters, and there was a similar trend. So you see Latina women going in 2018 by margin of looks like 53 to 47 um, for the Democrats. And that, that dropped by 14 points. So, so now you've got them uh, supporting Democrats only you know by a 33% margin. And then with Latino men, the margin dropped from 29 points to 8 points. So this is a big deal. No, it's a, it's a it's a huge deal. I mean, once a, once upon a time, a lot a lot of uh, conservative and Republican pundits said that if if Republicans can can start breaking into that large block of voters, both Black and Latino, that basically pull the lever for for Democrats, and you start seeing that swing fifteen to twenty percent towards Republican, that really puts the on puts the onus on the Democrats to try to figure out what's going on because eventually it's going to swing and you might actually one day find yourself in a red wave. That is if the GOP can take off their Charlie Brown mask and start acting like a real political party. (laughs) You know, I mean, 
<laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled when both of, both of us are, yeah, we're, we're, we're mid, we're mid-age. Both of us both remember once upon a time, oh, it's election day. Let's see. I'm going to look at my mail and where do I go to vote? Okay. That's where I go to vote. Great. I'm going to get in the car or in this case, as I, in most cases, it was close enough that I could walk. I'm going to walk to the, I'm going to walk to the polling place. I'm going to show them identification because silly me, I would like to know that someone recognizes who I am and where I live. And as the end, I will go in and I, and I will get a sticker and I will, and I would have participated in the process. Doesn't sound too hard. It sounds like you are looking back, like I said, sort of uh, logically in the past. And I think for uh, Latino voters in particular, they are living the reality of the the border crisis, right? The thing that the media refuses to report on, and and if they report on it, they report uh, incorrectly on it. And I suspect well, yeah, that that's then, why they're moving to the right. They're not even holding Vice uh, President Harris accountable, who was supposed to no. be the border czar. I mean, it's like has. I mean, I can't remember. Has she been down to the border recently? Not recently, no. As far as I know, she went one time to El Paso, which is really not actually the sector where the problems are. The the, the problems are down sort of as uh, closer to the Gulf of Mexico and McAllen on that side. El Paso is the far west of Texas. And uh, it's, yeah, you're right. She really hasn't addressed it in, in a like a, a direct way. But the people who live there are... You know they're struggling, and I think that they're looking for something different. They've been voting to the left, right? They've been voting blue for generations, and now they're just they are making that educated choice. Say, no, I'm going to look elsewhere because I'm not getting the help that I need from the people who are promising to help me, and my life is being messed up by all of this wild, wild west at the border. Right, and 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 uh, unfortunately. Because Republicans are cowards, mm, which, yes. which is very frustrating to me. It's like for some reason they they have this notion that if I don't sit back and basically play it, hate like Trump or dislike Trump, the fact of the matter is he was he was serious about the border. It's like there yes. there is there is there is a policy, folks. There's a policy and procedure. I know that the media and your heart. Tell we need to let and mm-hmm. do whatever we need to do for them. I get it, but there's a reason why nations have borders. There's yes. a reason for, it. And, and as much as as much as a lot of people from the left and Democrats like to embrace the ideas of Europe, Europe has borders, and they're pretty hardcore about protecting said borders. So this is idea. <laughs> Yeah, Europe's looking at us going, well, why are you letting all these people just parade through? <laughs> it, it means it's like yeah. there's, there's there's not reason for it. And nobody who argues that point with me takes me up on the challenge that I, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard before, where I've said, okay, tell you what, let let's 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 you and I make a deal. If you I will allow you to let X amount of board like X amount of immigrants, immigrants illegal travelers mm-hmm. in 
say, let's say 500,000. You get 500,000 a year. That's it. Mm -hmm. But you and Congress have to pass a bill of legislation to pay back everybody who has gone, who has paid immigration attorneys mm. to go through the process legally. Wow. That's a great, that's a great idea practically. So since we're, you know, trying to be scriptural and spiritual here, let me just give uh, some biblical information for our friends and fans who are confronting this issue when they're, when they're talking about immigration. And I, I, I appreciate that you brought up the idea that people want to be sympathetic to migrants of all types. And I, I think that that's a, a fair way, particularly for Christians to, to believe is to have a heart like, okay, if there are people who are genuinely suffering, yeah, um, it would be nice to help them. But there's also a responsible way to go about doing it. And this is a, a quick reference, uh, everyone. In Numbers chapter 20, verses uh, 14 down to 21, you have this story. I'm not going to read it directly, but basically the Israelites are traveling. They've come out of Egypt and they're going through the, the uh, heading towards the promised land, and they they reach the border of Edom. And Edom, they're the descendants of Esau, so they're they're basically cousins of the Israelites, but they have their own territory. And the Israelites ask Edom for safe passage. They they basically send messengers over to the king. They're saying, "Hey, can we pass through our territory?" Now, mind you, this is a very large group of people. It's a couple million Israelites, so it's a large body of people. So the king of Edom basically says, "No, you cannot come through." You cannot come through. And the Israelites uh, decided that they would not go through. They decided to go away from them. Now, um, Edom ultimately would be punished by God for their mistreatment of Israel. But I think the principle here, it's not a direct analog, but I think it gives a good idea of immigration. That is, hey, if you're a body of people who are coming from your country to another country, the least you can do is ask the authorities of that country, may I come in? And I right. think, as a, yeah. Yeah, as, yeah, as opposed to parading over. And, and, and another thing that I, I think that really infuriates a lot of people, and mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of you may not like this, but hey, we don't like a lot of things. I don't like coconut, but yet there you go. <laughs> <laughs> is this it's one thing to come over and say hey can we as like can we can we get some amnesty or can we or can we reside here yes we would like yes. we would like to be americans we, we would like to go ahead and live in a take an attempt at the american dream it's one thing to do that it's another thing to come over kick in my door mm -hmm. track track your feet or track your dirty shoes over my over my carpet, prop your feet up on my table, and not only do I not only are you not going to learn my language, you're mm. not going, but you're not but but not only to give you everything free and not pay anything back. Yep, good that point, is, folks. That, that 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 those are not people I want here. Don't I am ingrate. with you. I agree. And you know what, Mark? Something that happened that the media is sort of either misusing uh, or sort of uh, squelching is the fact that, you know, shortly before the election, there was this, uh, you know, attack on Paul Pelosi, you know, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, her husband. 
And the guy, you know, at least what we know or what's been told to us is that the guy who attacked him in his home actually was an illegal alien from Canada. And this attack, you, you could make that argument, would never have occurred if the guy, the Pappy or whatever his name is, were not in this country because he wasn't supposed to be here. And that, you know, given that he's a Caucasian person, it has nothing to do with race. The fact is that he was an illegal alien committing uh, or allegedly committing a crime in our country against a very prominent political family. Right. So and, I, and, they, and, they, and they steadfastly refused the information because, sadly, it goes against the media's narrative. And, you're absolutely and, and, right. And Nancy Pelosi, for well, I know for reasons that I'm still trying to grasp, you know, out of her mouth, instead of instead of uh, instead of the whole idea about you know, he, now now, Speaker Pelosi, I'm just a humble guy. I'm trying to be <laughs> as best I can. Here's a crazy idea. Maybe you're maybe when you opened your mouth talking about this, you could have talked about, say, for example, the shame that this individual needed mental health. Yes. And perhaps you could work on legislation to get more mental health centers mm -hmm. opened again in the United States so that so that we can get these people, I get these people the help, the help they needed. Oh right. no, wait, wait, no, no, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, Congress and legislation have passed laws, in, especially in states like California, in which the person who is go, who is mentally with mental challenges and emotional challenges, they have to check themselves into a facility. People can't mm. just, people can't go. Well, this person is obviously in, disturbed and needs. Get this person. Oh, they haven't asked for help. Wait, mm. someone who is having mental issues has to be sane enough to go to yeah. someone and ask them to be checked into a <laughs> facility. Uh, yes. Well, you're, you're asking for logic from our elite class and that's not going to happen. <laughs> so let me, let's move on before we get too knee deep in that one. Those are some interesting facts and, and figures. And I want to encourage all of our listeners, listeners to do your homework about all these issues, about the voting patterns for minorities and, you know, uh, illegal immigration and all that stuff. Try to get your own facts instead of listening to the media. Um, I, I want to talk about some other things that are, are going on. And let me read a verse here. Uh, it's Proverbs 11. And this is coming out of the King James Version. It says, Proverbs 11.1, 1, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Now, the reason I read that is because I think it's applicable to this whole thing that's going on right now in Arizona and Nevada in particular. Um, and even in, in the, the mayor's race of Los Angeles, which is basically... Oh, wait, 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 wait. John, before you go a little further here, yeah. let me let me set, let me set the... Uh... Let me set the atmosphere for our listeners. Sure, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yes, yes, it is a clown show. So you see, like, one of our, our, our former guests on the show, Sam Tolley, put up a uh, post on Facebook, which I thought was very astute analysis. And it basically said that, you know, it took three days for the uh, – for NASA to put a man on the moon. That's, that was the duration of the flight, right? In 1969, to get men on the moon. Three days. 
but they can't do the same. Uh, they can't do three days, four days, who knows how many to count the votes in Maricopa County in 2022. So, <laughs> it, 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 and you're sitting here trying to figure out, can it, okay, so we're okay now. You, 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 gave, you, gave, you, gave a, you gave a great analysis here. 1969. Mm-hmm. And just to, just to tie people in, just so you can get a perspective here. The power, the computing power that is in your cell phone. Yeah. A lot of computers and technology that NASA used to put a man on the moon. Mm-hmm. And through yeah. that gap, yeah. that gap in technology, we still how to count votes. That's right. And so that's what brings me up to this, this verse here. So basically God is saying, you know what, when things are balanced, that is, you want to have a fair weight. Don't be trying to tip the scales one way or another. You know, if it's a pound, give the client, if he's buying a pound of something, give him a full pound, right? And the same thing applies to an election. You know, if there are legitimate votes, count the legitimate votes don't count illegitimate votes don't withhold uh legitimate votes and make people wait forever and a day you know in 1862 i heard this little factoid now 1862 this is long before the internet long before even telephones what whatnot they were able to count the the votes of the midterm election in 1862 in the middle of the Civil War and have all the results done in in about three days, right? But here we are again, more than three days, and in Arizona, very important Senate and governor race, and then Nevada as well. Still, they can't get these votes counted, and the city of Los Angeles, the you know the second largest city basically in the country. We can't determine whether Caruso or Bass has won. And, and, you know, you're familiar with L.A. voting. It's notoriously low compared to the general population. So can you explain to me why, in your opinion, there's this false balance going on in these very critical elections? Even even worse. Even worse than what you're saying there with, with this. I mean... And you turn and you hear you hear CNN, you hear CNN, like mm. CNBC, and the various other alphabet media yeah. as I meet these streamers, you know, pontificating end on end as to the threat to democracy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, the biggest, well, guys, the biggest fact that I'm sorry, the Democrats get scared and they start they start playing things start playing the like, everything starts playing fast and loose. I'll give you a great mm-hmm. example. When uh, Bush v. Gore down in Florida, the hanging Chad, the, yes. whole, the whole chaos there. Oh, the news was all over that. Oh, this, oh, the shame of, of Florida. <laughs> what is this going on? Blah 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 blah. Yet, <laughs> crickets. Arizona, yeah. crickets. Nevada, crickets. And folks, it's really. Okay, I'll give you a I'll give you a forty three second story. Once again, God's like I received. I tell my wife we received our notification as to vote. We saw where we needed to vote. We got in our car. We drove to the polling place. They didn't. They didn't ask for our ID. More's the pity. 
but they mm. but they asked for my name. They asked for where I lived. Okay. They gave us a ballot. We went and marked off the ballot. We took it over to a scanner. The person showed me which way it goes in. I scanned my ballot. My ballot was registered. That is not, we're not doing cold fusion here, folks. This should <laughs> not, if you, if you have people living in these areas, you should be asking them to ask their elected officials, why can't we figure out how to count ballots? Yeah. Why is it, why is, well, why, why are we reinventing the wheel? You, you, oh, you were so on board with the, the mail-in ballot. The, the mm -hmm. new way to vote. Oh, yes. Vote by mail. Vote by mail. Mail, 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 mail. <laughs> and you still can't get that right. No, so, they can't. Well, so, so your whole turn. sandwich. By the way, I do like love me, so you can love me fans up there. I'm not hating. Not hating. <laughs> And you still can't figure it out. You still can't get it right. So what 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 am I to say? And then all of a sudden it's going to be this. It's, it, it, we're, we're looking at we're looking at what the uh, what the uh, 2020 like 2016 and 2020 all over again. Oh wait. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. The, the, last, the last minute ballots have come in. Oh, it's tipping the scales. Oh, the Democrats have won. Oh, what a shock! No, mm -hmm. no, it's not a shock. It's somebody sticking, putting their finger on the scale, okay? Yeah. Straight basically tell me nothing's happened. The fact that you figure out how to put how to put someone putting a ballot in a mailbox and you getting it and opening it. I, <laughs> <laughs> it it, it yeah. baffles me. I mean, what do you well, do? Well, well, hold on. I. We are talking to the people who go two plus two equals five. So, yes, and that that men can have babies. You're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh lord, I, I I don't well I don't know either. Other than you know, um, Occam's razor I think applies is like the the the, the simplest uh, explanation is most likely correct. If in Florida. They can, um, you know, count what seven million ballots or something like that, and have a tally by the end of the night. Um, but in Arizona, with a fraction of the population, they have to take days and days to count. It seems to me that the likely issue is that there's something either incompetent or um, bogus going on here, or maybe a little bit of both, or a lot of both. I'm going to and, call it cheater, cheaters. You're cheating. Yes, it, it could be. And, you know, I don't know about you, but one of the the most annoying uh, labels that the media and, you know, our elites like to put on people like you and me is this term election denier. I'm like, just because oh. I have questions about, hey, are these people in charge of, like, Clark County, Maricopa County, L.A. County, are they actually on the up and up? Just because I asked that question does not make me an election denier. I just want to know the truth. And whoever wins the legitimate vote, whether they're my candidate or not, that's who should be in office. I don't know what you think, Mark, but am I crazy? Using common sense. How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a... I'm a and if you want to call me as a... 
an election denier. Like, so let me just get this straight. So a lot of other counties and states, silly them, were able to go through, collect their mail-in votes, collect their collect the people who voted early, to do all this counting and be done with it. And yet you progressive elites of the world mm-hmm. can't figure out how many for this person or that person after three days. Yeah, and it's it's abominable. You wonder why people are going up to you and asking, okay, guys, okay, let's, you know, let's toss out the whole cheating concept. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to table that. I'm going to put it right here on the table, right, right next to my lava lamp, and I'm going to come back to you and say <laughs> this. Okay, so what's the problem? How are you having so much trouble counting your votes? What's the issue? And better mm-hmm. yet, how about we try to fix it? Because this is not the first time you you messed this up. No. So, so what are you doing to fix it? It sounds like nothing. It sounds like the exact same problem happened all over again. Yes, it did. And, and if you're in Maricopa County, if you're in the if you're in Nevada, you're in Arizona, you should be looking at all your elected officials and going, "What's going on? Yeah. Why? Are, uh, why, why? Why can't we get this done? Yeah. Maybe exactly." All of you and figure out getting some people in here who've got some common sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suspect exactly. that a, I, I suspect that a classroom full of first graders could probably count these ballots more efficiently than these uh, people who are being paid for it to do so. I mean, it is it's it's not complicated. No, unless you made it deliberately complicated for reasons that that well, okay, let's ask questions. Yeah, why if it's complicated, why is it complicated? Yeah, I mean. Let, let me last time I checked, if you have elected officials who have who have won their who have won their runoffs or run is like or have been nominated by their respective parties and people there to represent them in this election, you have one, you have the other, you may have an independent, you may have a libertarian, green party, fill in the blanks. Everybody fill everybody mm-hmm. fills it out and they mail it in. Now, granted, right. I get it. Now, sometimes some people, unfortunately, mess up, you know, or 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 the or what's what's the latest one I heard? Oh, well, we have to compare signatures. Oh, no, 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 we don't have to compare signatures. Everything's legitimate. Okay, but wait a minute. Let's pause here for a second. So you don't want me to check the signature against record. Um, you don't want me to check their ID. Does it? that sounds <laughs> like, so, yes. so I'm, I'm just supposed to take this person at their word that they that they are who they say they are and your vote counts mm. that sounds that sounds ludicrous folks remember remember this people died people died for us to have the right the privilege to vote in these elections so that our so that our voice by our representative elected or represented elected officials. Don't throw that away by being silly. Don't mm. throw that away by going, well, these people's rights. If they don't have they don't have an ID, then they're not then they're basically being underrepresented. Look, look, anybody, anybody can get an ID. Yes, but they can. Very, the media plays this as if people are idiots. It's mm-hmm. like, no. You can get an ID, or or, or, or worse, the the uh, what's the classic voter? Yeah. Okay. Explain to me 
and 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 CNN does this, MSNBC does this, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, and no one asked the question: Who was suppressed? Right. When did it happen? Who saw it? Give me some answers. Give me some information, some dates, some times, some evidence. Yes. I'm not going to believe you anymore. But yet well, no I, one says a word. I agree, Mark. Don't you think that if you know minorities were actually being, say, turned away at the polls or didn't have access or whatnot, that the NAACP um, and ACLU or you know Southern Poverty Law Center, wouldn't they be screaming up in arms all over the place saying, hey, okay. there's voter suppression among black people or Latinos or whatever? Don't you think that that would be occurring? Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath here and I'm going to call myself. I think I did a train dart there. Okay. 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 All our listeners, simple, I'm just going to put out simple perspective for you to think about. Think about this question. If there was suppression going on, if there were people who were being, like John was stating, turned, being turned away from the ballot mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, for whatever concept, in the modern age, I believe everybody has one of these devices. It's called a cell phone. Right. This, this device also has a camera on it, along with a. You're telling me that no one in a polling area who who would have who could have seen this act going on wouldn't within five minutes also social media feed. Would have Great called, would have, point. Would, would have called the news agencies. Would it would you know? The person who had already been repressed and started asking questions to the mm. person from the repressor. You're telling me none of that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yet, yet afterwards, we we start hearing we start hearing the <laughs> well, we've heard that boys that could have been uh, oppressed and suppressed. Yeah. By, mm-hmm. oh, who? Who? Explain to me who. I I've don't know, Mark. Anybody saying one word? They haven't given me a name. They haven't given me a state. They haven't given me a county, a district, a location. Nothing. And yet Mark, people sit there and go, well, <laughs> it must be because they said so. I guess so. Yes. Asserting something doesn't make it true. But but before, you know, don't get too agitated. You know, I don't want to. Do you have any nitroglycerin there? Because I don't, I don't want you to, like, have a heart attack or something over this while we're recording. Um, <laughs> I get. Uh, I, if I go down, I, I, I go down with my boots on. That's right. Well, I, I see I've touched on a nerve here. Let me let me move on because there's so much to dissect. I want to talk about Pennsylvania. Um, I, I, yeah, he's laughing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get ring. Yeah. Do, do the circus song again. That's great. Yes. So I grew up um, in New Jersey uh, about 20 minutes from Pennsylvania. So I would go there to Eastern Pennsylvania relatively frequently. So I, I feel comfortable like understanding sort of the dynamics of that that area and you know there's obviously pennsylvania has a couple of big cities philadelphia pittsburgh and so forth that are going to be you know blue uh, liberal bastions but by and large you know much of the state is rural farmland industrial mining things like like that right and and i i i'm kind of flabbergasted about this this situation um, with Fetterman and Oz, right? I, I'm looking at, at, at Fetterman and, and I have, you know, it's kind of a sad picture uh, of the man because he's not well. Um, 
but beyond that, he he spouted all of this really left wing rhetoric. You know, irrespective of his um, cognitive abilities, he just had this whole leftist, uh, you know, basically a Soviet kind of <laughs> doctrine. And conversely, he's faced with Doctor Oz, who's you know a medical doctor who you know I thought the left loved quote unquote experts. Um, and, you know, obviously they, they watched him forever and a day on television. And and here we are. And Fetterman won by something like 200,000 votes or, or whatnot. What do you think went on in Pennsylvania? <sighs> Deep breath, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a head scratcher. But at the same time, too, I was I was texting John earlier and earlier in the week. And I, I basically called the GOP the Charlie Brown of uh, of current political party. That's correct. You're right. Because they, they constantly they they run for the football, and, and Lucy, i.e., the voters and the Democrats, keep pulling the football away, and yep. they land they land flat on their back. And now, there there are there are a bunch of questions here. I think one of the bigger questions is, and I think this is a fair question to ask. You know, was it Oz? Oz was backed by Trump. If I remember yeah. correctly, and that seems to be a running seems to be a running problem of a running problem here because of now granted there were some uh, there were some uh, senators representatives that were backed by Trump who won, but a lot of the, a lot of the key a lot of the key state key mm-hmm. battleground states who were backed by Trump lost, and now the now now the question remains, and I think this is a fair question to ask: Is Trump's name toxic? Could be. And, and to me, at least I'm, my take on it is this is my take and my take only. I believe he's a Republican version of of Hillary Clinton, mm. wherein he is so polarizing. Yeah, people will vote against people will vote any anybody he represents simply because they feel that 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 person is a is a version of Trump politics. Mm. Interesting. Uh, you know what? That that may very well be the case. Uh, that that he just polarized people so much in, in a place like Pennsylvania that that he stirred up enough people against Doctor Oz to say, "I'm looking at John Fetterman, and yeah, he's a radical socialist, and on top of that, he's you know medically compromised. But I'm just going to pull the lever for him because uh, Doctor Oz at this point has associated himself with Trump. So that that's an that's a possible theory." That's a possible theory. I wanted and, to and, and, go ahead. Go ahead, and and and, it, and you you can see a lot of G a lot of GOP a lot of GOP elected officials and representatives are starting to back away from Trump because and now and, and I think you have this dilemma in the in the GOP and Republican Party, which in is you're going you're probably going to have DeSantis, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have Trump, you're probably going to have um. Uh, Rubio may run again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Pence is may run, yeah. and you're going to have these people going in, and now you're going to have an issue of the people love Trump, especially especially in the middle. In the yeah, in the sure, middle. the grassroots kind of people. Yes, yeah, grassroots. They love them, but at the same time, too, now you're running to the problem of okay, the grassroots, the rural America loves Trump, the cities hate Trump. True, because they because they're blue elitist. That's true. And now, and now you're now you're asking yourself the question: 
can I generate enough rural votes to balance out and overtake all those cities voting against Trump? Mm. That's and a very I'm, good question. Yeah, I'm going, I don't know. I really good question. I'm glad I'm glad I asked you because that I don't know the answer either. Let's let's uh, let's take a look at uh, at Georgia as well because that's an interesting uh, race there because it um, it's one of the an unusual situation in that um, whoever the winner is has to hit a fifty percent threshold in order to uh, avoid a runoff. So they have so what what we have there, ladies and gentlemen, is a a, a very close race race between the Republican, which is Herschel Walker, and the Democrat, who is uh, Raphael Warnock. And uh, for those who don't know, Raphael Warnock is a pastor. He actually, before he went into the Senate, he was pastoring the same church that Martin Luther King once pastored. And um, I I found that quite fascinating because here's a a man who's ostensibly a Christian, but he claimed to be a pro-choice pastor. And he won, uh, you know, the, the balance of the time of the Senate seat in 2020. And then now he's facing a, a full term election. Um, and he, he sort he outdid uh, Walker by maybe 35,000 votes in the initial count. Uh, but neither one of them hit 50 percent. So they have to go to a runoff. And so this is a really interesting um, situation. But. I find it amazing in, in the deep South that you've got a man who claims to be a pastor, but is a pro-abortion person and you don't have a groundswell enough of a groundswell against that in the Bible belt. What say you about that? I, I'm, it may, well, it makes me it makes me scratch my head. But then again, one like one once again, you have the issue of I, I think I think especially in in Georgia, it's like in Georgia with Warnock and Walker, you know, one once it's like you I mean once again the the classic you know the classic balance of the media. Mm-hmm. You it's like you okay in the election with uh, Trump and Biden, you repress. You literally repress information about Biden's son, his mm. dealings with China, and all that information that was sitting on the laptop. You know, you 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 suppress that, and yet at the eleventh hour, all of a sudden, all these women started coming out of the woodwork talking about like her, her, her Herschel Walker basically mm-hmm. you know, have an abortion, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and you kind of sit back and you go, okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple of I'm going to ask the people who are listening here a, cu- a couple of questions. Now the media seems to be very quick to find anything negative about Republicans. True. And yet, you know, Warren's like Warren's like you know, and Warnock once again. And I'm asking people in Georgia if you're listening in Georgia, and you know, maybe 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 toss this around. So a pastor who is following the Bible, and the Bible's pretty clear about. You know, killing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's 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 and he's very much a very he's a he's a, a supporter of abortion. Yep. And let's see, pastor supporting abortion, pastor supporting abortion. Mm. I don't 
think God's on that side of the ledger here. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Psalm 139 seems to indicate that God actually creates every human life in the womb. So, yeah, I think he might be opposed to that position. Yeah, but, I, you know, but, but if, and once again, this is a question that I also pose to a lot of, to a lot of people of color. So you're, so you're basically saying your objectivity is not balanced in what your relationship with God is and your and your reading of the of scripture, but it's but it's on the state. It's 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 on mm. it's on it's on your political beliefs. So you're abandoning your it's like your your godly statements for your political statements. Now well I you, think you're right. <laughs> yeah now you the person you've got to resolve that with God. Not my job. <laughs> you know you 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 you, you gotta sit back and look in the mirror and ask yourself the question on that and see what see what you come up with. You know, I'll still have my coffee. We'll still be cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, you I'm, know, just, I'm just saying. Go ahead. I was going to say one, one of our other guests that we had on the show is Rob Lett. And um, I heard him recently do an interview with Alveda King, who is Martin Luther King's niece. Uh, and she's, she's actually a real pro-life person. And he asked her that question about Raphael Warnock and the way she described it. She said, you know, she was rather generous toward him. She wasn't harsh on the guy, but she, she said, essentially, he decided to, to set aside his biblical ethics in favor of politics. And I thought, wow, that's a pretty astute um, observation. And, but that's a pretty scary indictment. If that's the case among Christians and pastors, if pastors put the Bible second to politics, uh, then we've got a little bit of trouble uh, in Denmark, don't you think, Hamlet? We have a we have a, <laughs> I'm not for you. I knew him well. Yes, <laughs> and, you know it was and, and 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 by the way, all you Shakespeareans out there, I know, I know they're not the same play. I get it. I know <laughs> it just fit right there. Okay. Well, but the, but, but the go point, ahead. Yes, but the point is the point is clear. In terms of in terms of America, where the stands. And where their politics, mm -hmm. where their politics lie, they're they're not, you know, it's it's okay. You're either taking a neutral stance, and you're basically telling people, okay, take a look at the people that you're electing, and see mm -hmm. where they where they where they stand in terms of where you stand with God, and make your decision that way. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're basically saying, if you're basically if you're if you're up on the bully pulpit, and you're sitting, you need to vote for this person. Or, or 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 you're taking it and you're using scripture, unfortunately, and you're twisting it to 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 push your agenda. Well, you know, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna sit here and, and basically have a connection over over you manipulating God's word for your political for your political agenda. Mm. I firmly believe that there will be a reckoning. <laughs> oh yes, I agree. Like God, God's taking a tally. Yeah. Wait, what God does, that is God's will and not mine. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna sit back and say, you may want to just reevaluate where you stand on things if you're gonna make if you're gonna make those types of uh, those types of calls. Absolutely. Now, there's another interesting um, point about the whole Walker Warnock 
uh, election uh, that I, I want to discuss, and it's got a, a scriptural background to it. Now, I've seen a lot of people, well, not a lot, but, you know, I've seen the argument made, oh, Herschel Walker, he's so inarticulate, you know, he's not smart, and look at Warnock, he's so educated, and he can speak, and all of that stuff, and, you know, I, I believe that there is a, a value in being able to communicate clearly in the English language. I get that. Uh, but but there's a passage in Acts 4.13, um, which says this. I'm reading the ESV version. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they being the officials of the time, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And the reason I read that is because even back in those days, there were these elites who were sort of running the, the society. And you've got the disciples, Peter and John, who were fishermen, right? They're, they're sort of grassroots kind of uh, blue-collar guys. And uh, these leaders of the, the time were amazed at how strong character, basically, these guys were, despite their lack of education and how common they were. And I think to myself, you know what? When I listen to Herschel Walker, no, he does not sound like a Harvard professor. But the man, just because he doesn't sound all polished, does not mean that he he's lacks smarts. And he demonstrated this to me in the greatest way possible when he was in the debate with Warnock. And Warnock gave a basically a pat line when they asked him about abortion. Warnock said, hey, I believe that, uh, you know, there's not enough room in uh, the doctor's office for the doctor and the woman and the government. The government shouldn't be involved in this whole abortion process. And the amazing thing is this unschooled, ordinary, common guy, Herschel Walker, in his, you know, rural southern uh, patois, basically responds to say, you know what, doctor, or, or, or Pastor Warnock, you are wrong. There's plenty of room, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, there's not only the doctor and the woman, but there's a baby in there. And oh, by the way, the government is already there because you and your party are making me pay for this abortion through taxing me. I'm like, that. I will take that kind of unschooled, ordinary guy, kind of like Peter and John. And that's what I would say to people in Georgia. If you're, if you're complaining about his pedigree, you know what? Look at the Bible. That's right. my soapbox. If you're, if, you're, if you're sitting there, you know, Bible Belt, going to, you're going to church, going to church on Sunday with the, with, with the big hat, and you guys, you guys sit back and ask yourselves, like, so we, at, at, at what point in time did we start assigning our our interest in our elected officials and individuals based on their quote unquote education? Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, it's, 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 you know, you have to sit back and ask yourself, okay, the founding fathers. Oh, you mean those old racist white guys who grew up in the country? Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate to break the bad news to you, most of them weren't attorneys. They were nope. most of them were merchants, farmers, you know, pe people who loved this country enough that they were willing to risk everything. And by the way, for you people who have read history or understand, you know, the the, the whole revolution and the whole the war issue, mm -hmm. if if the British would have would have been hung, <laughs> pretty much, one of them, yeah. They, they, we you wouldn't have a Jefferson. You wouldn't. It's like you wouldn't have had a Washington. You know. You, mm -hmm. have, you, 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 uh, you know the people who invented things that we still use today. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. The U.S. Postal Service. Oh yeah, just some 
Get your, there's some white racists just came up with that concept. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it, it, it's it it boggles my mind that people refuse to take a look at history objectively yeah. and well, apply apply it and say these people risk their lives for us to have an opportunity to sit here now and debate and discuss you know the the, the, the direction in which the, the republic and by the way in case you don't know this mm-hmm. the United States is a constitutional republic yes <laughs> constitutional republic that's how, that's how it works if you look at the states you know it's the republic of california it's the state of it's their states and their republics they everything kind of uh, kind of blends together in this wondrous mismatch of democracy good good on us yeah and by the way weird to and once again while you're pontificating as how evil and bad this country is think think about what the united states did and has done there there is no other country I'll say I'll, I'll repeat this. No other country in the world who has set itself up the way the United States has. None. Mm. Look it up. Take sure. it, take, go, take, take, go, go Google it. Take a look. None. Doesn't exist. Only one. O-N-E. One. <laughs> <laughs> one country who's done this. And one country that people emulate and want to come to to experience. Yep, that's very true. I don't, I don't see people crossing the Atlantic to get to Great Britain or crossing over to get into Canada. No, no, nope, nope. they're, they're 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 not. They're not. Well, this has been a, a really great conversation. So we're sort of winding down here. Um, what are your what are your thoughts moving forward? I mean, we're we're gonna eventually we're gonna get final numbers and we're gonna go into next year and then that's gonna be the heat of the presidential season. What do, what do you forecast? What do you think is gonna happen? Another mess. <laughs> wow, that's pretty sad, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I I would I would love to. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's listening who know who knows me would sit back and say. Come on, Mark. It's not going to be that bad. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's going to be that bad. You're, yeah. you're, it's like you're you're going you're going to have once again you're going to have the lap dogs. You know the people who the people and organizations that are supposed to be able to balance things out and give us fair like fair perspective from both sides so that we can make conscious it's like your conscious decisions. The media is throwing that all away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm serious, folks. If you're if you're listening to CNN, if and I, and I'm, I'm just I'm going to put everybody in the same pool, okay? So you can't say, oh, you're just a conservative homer. No, I don't like Fox any more than I like CNN. CNN. They're all like they're 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 all they're all hacks, okay? Mm, yeah, they're, they're hacks for their various sides. The unfortunate thing is, and you can debate me on this, but I'll 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 cut you down because I'll sit back and go, you've got Fox. And Wall Street Journal, yeah, talk radio. <laughs> yeah, and, and you and you got to you talk radio. You, you know, you've got a, uh, you know, you've you've got you've got your few, you know, you've got a uh, daily is like Daily Wire and a few, right. a few other few other conservative like uh, icons or islands there of uh, just of uh, political discourse versus oh let's see New York Times, L.A. Times, Houston Chronicle, Detroit mm-hmm. News. Detroit Free Press, Chicago is like Chicago's news, Philadelphia's news, Pittsburgh's news. Yep, you every know, every local. major city, and then all, well, of the big, of them, the, 
the big three networks. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I was like, all those PBS all, and tons NPR. of streamers, NPR, all, tons of streamers, all all basically giving you that that John and myself and any of you who are listening, you're bad people. Yes, you're racist. You're homophobic. You're instaphobic. Mm. It's like you're hydrophobic, <laughs> <laughs> claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah it's like you're 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 bad people because you disagree with them. Yep. <clears throat> and unfortunately, that that's that's where the that to me is where where the, where the sad tragedy actually lies is the fact that we have gotten the gap. No, no, the chasm between if you want to call the like the conservative side. And the Democratic liberal side have become so far that that, that there that there's there's no room for disagreement anymore. And no. any 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 attempt to try to bridge that gap is 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 beaten back. Mm. And it's and it's and it's sad because a republic cannot stand on these on this policy this for long. Yes. And and, I, and it's I gonna agree. be sad because I really because uh you know, learning to speak Chinese and Mandarin is, is a little hard. <laughs> yeah, late in life. Yes. Yeah, I, you know. So your prediction is uh, a single word, mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, my, my, my prediction would be disintegration because I really believe that we're in a very, uh, we are so polarized at this point. And I, I believe that we're actually more polarized now than we were even at the time of the Civil War, because at that time, it was there was really one large issue. You know, it's slavery or freedom. That was that was it. And everything emanated from that. Plus, um, the, the issue was very concentrated based on where you were in the Mason on the Mason Dixon line. OK, but now we have a ton of different issues that are all silos. There's abortion, there's education, there's voter integrity, there's the border, there's immigration, uh, there's uh, the welfare. All of these different things are silos unto themselves. And the way we are split up is not, it, it is geographic, but it's, it's like almost like the ancient city states. You've got LA, San Francisco, Seattle, New York. Uh, you know, Houston, Chicago, Detroit, all of these urban centers are blue, 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 blue. And the rest of the country all spread out is red. So you got these dots of blue in the sea of red. And how do you easily separate them? I don't I don't know. But I don't think that it, this can last much longer because there is no what I see in these ideologies that are being presented. There is really no middle ground the left in particular in my view and, and uh, you know uh, i i will readily admit that i'm a conservative uh, but i and so therefore my my opinion is somewhat biased but i do believe that the left is the one that is pulling and dragging as hard as they can to pull their their side the, the more liberals you know the the traditional liberals to the left and to this hard marxist ideology whereas our side like we have a little bit more flexibility there are some people who are more libertarian there are some people who are harder conservative some people might what you call a establishment republican you know we're, we're okay with having sort of this mishmash on our side just as long as hey you know let's keep the taxes low and keep the government out of our business and you know people can have their 
their way. And I just don't see how uh, that hard left um, is is going can can ever mesh in a comfortable way with any sort of traditional American values. And that so I believe we're headed towards disintegration. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm scared. Uh, it yeah, happened in ancient it, Israel. It, yeah, it, it can't and it won't. I mean, it's like I'll just a quick definition by by Wikipedia. You know, but like, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Balkanization is a fragmentation of a larger region or state in the smaller right. regions or states, which may be hostile or one another. It is usually caused as a geopolitical tool serving parties with the justification of differences in ethnicity, culture. And religion with some other factors such as past grievances. Mm. Yeah, disintegration, balkanization. Yeah, that's those are yeah. all in this case almost interchangeable. Yeah, some cinnamons uh, or antonyms: fractionalized, fractionated, disunited, divided, split, cohesionless, factious. I mean, Scott, folks, think about that for a second. If if this if this wondrous experiment. You know, in a democracy and the ability for us to vote and disagree, but agree on some on some things falls apart. Not only this country, but the world in a lot of trouble. It sure is. Because there's 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 no there's nobody else stepping up to the plate to try to keep things going. Mm. And you got China, or 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 is or is or is Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump China? China. <laughs> you, got, you got China. You got Russia, and you've got some, and, and, and you've got some fun-loving, uh, fun-loving freedom, uh, freedom uh, enhancers over in the Middle East, <laughs> who, uh, who are just looking, going, yeah, fall. Yeah. Well, don't fall. forget, don't forget that Kim Jong Un has got his uh, finger on uh, nuclear weaponries and is tossing, you know, uh, test missiles over Japan. So let us not forget about that either. Yeah, I mean, it's like. The, the 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 world is the world is tilting, like tilting on the on the head on the head of a pin. You're absolutely and, right. And we're I don't know and we're and we're, we're we're sitting here, quibble quibbling over, okay, over over common sense issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and you may you're you're gonna hate me for this. Don't care. <laughs> but I'm, sitting going, I'm sitting here going, okay, this whole transgender thing. Mm. Um, when you get people who are when 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 how I feel is is basically support is is basically the plant of my identity as opposed to who I am. That's when things start going sideways. In mm-hmm. Yep. Now, once again, if you if you if you identify man, identifies as a woman. Woman identifies as a man, okay, but I do have issues with you bringing that philosophy into a elementary school mm-hmm. with, 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 with young children who don't who don't even who don't even I who don't know what you're talking about, and they shouldn't know what you're talking about once they become an adult. You know, once once they get to the point where the, where their brains are fully developed. And they want to they and they want to have that discussion. Go go nuts. Yeah. But you should not be bringing that. You should not be bringing that into the schools. Period. I am with you. I am with you. Well, it looks like our time is just about up. Any final words? As you know, people 
head into the uh, the Thanksgiving and Christmas season? Okay. <laughs> things <laughs> things look bleak. Things like the, you. I mean, you look at the news and you'll get depressed. Don't. If you say if you if you are if you believe in God, if you follow the Bible, even if even if you don't. Things have been bad before. They do get they they get better. You know, mind you now, we may have to go through some pain to get to that point, but don't let this insanity disrupt your time with your family and your friends and the season. Good point. Good point. I'll I'll finish up by saying Proverbs three verses five and six. Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to the God and Government podcast. You can find us on the anchor.fm platform at anchor.fm backslash God and Government and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash God and Government podcast. You can email us to contact us at God and Government podcast at gmail.com. Till next time. Peace out. Everybody, take care. Have a great holiday season, and we'll see you. Bye-bye.